Hello, and thank you so much for joining us again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast. I am your host and the author of the piece you're about to hear today, The Grey Knight. You can call me Daddy, you can call me Jack, you can call me whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. I don't care. I don't like doing the intros or the plugging away or anything like that. That's just not me. That's just not me. Hi. I'm not in a bad mood, I promise. I promise I'm not in a bad mood in any way, shape, or form. I just... I just don't know how to start or end a fucking podcast, even after all this time. A long time ago, I went through an interview with Ira Glass. That makes it sound like I did it, but I just like, I don't remember if it was in, it's a long time ago, and I don't remember if it was the written word or if it was audio is why I said it that way. But (laughs) Ira Glass talked about how After so many years of doing a podcast, he couldn't go back and listen to the way that he would conclude things uh, or the way that he would introduce things because he had grown so much. And I think I've gone backwards. I think I've gone backwards. That's the only thing that I've got available as to my podcasting ability and my own information is I'm getting worse at this. It's like a knight's tale when Heath Ledger is learning how to joust at the beginning. I just keep getting worse and you can all see it. But you show me love anyway, and that's the important thing. And much more importantly than the love that you show me, after I said it was so important, is the love that I show myself. And uh, I think that's true for just about everybody, just about all the time. So I have to give a little bit of a win to myself, and I am not the most self-awarding person in the world. That is to say... My anxiety has come way, 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 way down. And when I read, uh, like, a local news story that's really scary or, or kind of like, Ugh. when I see something that's a little scary, like a car accident happening in front of me, and it's a really kind of like, ooh, one person was just totally being, like, in the wrong. One person was, like, really being scary, and it could have happened to anybody else on that road. When I see something like that, It is amazing to me how little of a, how little of an effect it has compared to even just a few years ago. I've talked recently about how I can now just plan out food. And whether I walk into a supermarket myself these days, and I am much more frequently walking into little hole-in-the-wall Asian markets again, little, little backwards uh, like family dollars for spices and bags of flour and sugar because they, you know, they seem to be the same no matter when or how I use them. Uh, when I when I go through things like that, I I have to admit it's very very different. I'm saying this so that you have an understanding of my mental illness, and sometimes I'm doing great, and sometimes I'm awful. And sometimes I'm in between, right? There's, there's, it's, it's a daily battle. It's a weekly battle. It's a monthly battle. But these days, when I make a little brag like that about, ooh, I can go and see people in public with my anxiety issues or what have you, a big old brag, Arthurian legend material, practically. When I do something like that, I don't need the other coping mechanisms that I needed in the past. For instance, I can record this without any kind of intoxication. Some sleep is really good. It can be a rough or frustrating or busy week, and it has been. I could be coming off a fairly busy weekend, and I am. And I don't need, like, a 50-day project. I don't need to hurt myself. 
My voice when I'm anxious as I'm heading off to sleep will give me anxieties about how I'm only growing older or how the world is getting more miserable and yada, yada, yada. And these are real things. These are real anxious things that I know are keeping people up at night. But for one, being such a bastard about COVID and taking the high ground and riding that high horse until my ass was sore, I gotta say, it is allowing me to get to sleep pretty easy these days. There's not a lot of, like, personal concern or commitment about that issue. And as I keep reading that more and more Americans, more and more people across the world, are having insomnia and sleep problems, that feels pretty validating, I gotta say. But then the other thing is, those anxious voices, the doubt, the anger, the pain that come in to thoughts as you drift away, we all have it, whether they be for that day or lifetime laments or what have you, I settle off those so quickly. So... That is just a simply wonderful thing. I'm still capable of doing the good things and the brave things and the things that are difficult and the chores in my life, and I'm not so needing to rely on old habits. And as somebody who just wanted to change into a better version of himself, despite so many of you lovely, lovely ladies saying I was fine as is, it's, it's really nice. It feels good. And I don't know you. I don't know what you're struggles are day to day or in general. I don't know what your pain is. I don't know what you're hiding. I don't know what you're carrying. I don't know. And nobody else does but you, really, at the end of the day. But I, once again, just want to ring that bell and show me off and say, if this was some, if this was happening to someone that was close to you, you'd be proud and you'd be happy. And maybe you are proud and happy for me as well. Thank you. But if it happens for yourself, or you're noting that progress yourself, very often another voice kicks back up in the, in the back of your head, saying you should have done it earlier, or better, or, 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 or. I, I legitimately believe that women have this voice to a greater degree in their head than men, in general. And I want you to be able to say, Jack says shush to it. Jack says in a way that I was celebrating and clapping and smiling for him, that any win, any change from today over yesterday that makes you a better person, makes you feel wholer, gives you energy, makes people around you happy without taking away, yada, 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 any one of those is good. Don't make the perfect the enemy of the good, as the old saying goes. What does it mean in in old... Fancy language, don't make the perfect what is perfect, what is a better solution, the enemy of the good. What is better? What's, what's working better? Good is better than not good. Don't say it could be better. Don't say it could be perfect from there. It already is better. It is better. Not it could be better. It is better. And here's how we might make it even better still. That's the way to approach incremental progress, I think, with oneself. That's the way to negotiate with oneself and one's inner voice. At least I think so now until I have my horrible next episode. All jokes aside, though, uh, I'm putting this kind of stuff forward because life is not great right now. It's not horrible, but it's life. And all of the chores and all of the work and all of the troubles and all of the anxiety are swirling round and round me as they are anyone else. But I feel like I'm doing better. And I'm a pretty hard judge of myself. That means I believe the same for you. 
I don't know how. I don't know where your endgame is. I don't know where the end of your road is. But I believe if you keep trying, and you keep trying to make progress, really one step in front of the other, day after day, you'll get to a better pace. Pace, P-A-C-E. I don't know if you'll get to a better place, P-L-A-C-E, but I know that you'll get better at walking. And isn't that better than not doing anything? Doesn't that give you a better chance of going where you want to go? No promises from Daddy except a smacked bottom. (laughs) All right, that kind of came out of left field, but it's true, and I got to kind of get back to sexy, at least, you know, a little bit, right? No? Well, we're going to do it anyway. If you followed all that, then of course you deserve a little bit of a treat. I hope I wasn't too abrasive with my words, because I'm about to be with my hands. You have been a very, very, very dirty girl, and I need to get you all clean. Here comes Scrub-a-Dub. Well, you are one dirty little slut, aren't you? Oh, yes, you are. Don't try and get out of it. I can see just how dirty you really are. And we're going to have to fix that. We're going to have to make you feel all clean and pretty. Oh, no. Don't worry. You'll still be a slut for me. You just won't be as dirty about it. And I can tell just how dirty you are looking at you. Don't you try and deny it. Don't you look away. You are. You're absolutely filthy. And it's only for me. Look at how dirty your pussy is. I can't even see it through your panties, but I know. I know how dirty your pussy is for me. It's so goddamn dirty, isn't it? Dirty and hot, with all of that lovely, lovely pre-cum leaking out of you. You're so wet for me, and that is so, so wrong. Now, isn't it? Now, isn't it? Yes, it is. But we are going to treat you perfectly right. We're going to make you feel perfectly good. We are going to scrub you up, little rubber ducky. And don't you want to be my little rubber ducky? Don't you want to sit in the water, in the bath with me, just above my waistline? That's where all of my toys go. You do want to be a little bath toy for me, don't you? You do want to splish and splash with me, don't you? Because I want to get you all cleaned up, you dirty, dirty thing. You like it, don't you? Being talked down to like this, being told your place like this, like it's all so easy. Well, your place is to strip. You ought to take every last shred of clothing off for me so that I can submerge you so that I can bring you into the whirlpool. Will you do it for me? Don't feel too shy. Take those pieces of clothing right off. Do you know what the best thing about the water is? It's soothing and easy when it's nice and warm and not at all too hot. It's soothing and easy on your pussy. 
And that way, with the extra lubrication, with how wet it is, with how nice and relaxed, I can really move in and out of it. It's so tempting for me. It's got to be one of the most fun things in the world for me. And that's just me. When's the last time you got off in water? You know it feels extra good. Have you treated yourself to it? No. Good. Because I want you to be going goddamn insane in my lap. I want you shaking. I want your tits convulsing. I want you all to myself. And the only way I'm going to get that is if I destroy that pesky little voice in your mind, the one that's right behind your forehead. If I can get rid of her, I can do what I want with the rest of you. And that's what I want to do. I'm already getting turned on, of course, watching you strip for me. Your breasts swaying, even though you're so nervous about them. Your pussy light and exposed. Did you trim it just for me? Did you get a nice and naked just for me? Mm-mm. You did it for you. You did it all for you. Your matching bra and panties, they tell me that I'm not the one that decided that you were going to be my little toy. But that's okay, because no matter what decision you've made, I get to play with you. And I get to do it in very demeaning ways. Uh-huh, because you put forward all this effort to tell me that I would be able to fuck you. That when I started taking your clothes off, you were ready and willing. And that may seem very powerful when you're putting the clothing on, but when you reveal it, you have to understand. You've told me that you can't stop thinking about me, and that's before I've even melted your beautiful little mind. Uh-huh. You dirty fucking thing. You are a plaything, a toy thing, a slut just for me. I know, I know I turn you on. I know I drive you goddamn insane. It's not enough, is it? I get my kicks above the waistline. And I get hard for more than just a body, wet and willing for me, even if it's a hell of a body. I need your eyes to be wider, darker, more ready. I need your nipples harder. You're flexing your thighs and your ass right now. I need that to be relaxed. When I get it all, you'll never leave me again. Doesn't matter if you make me your dom. Doesn't matter if you make me your fuck toy. Doesn't matter if you make me your husband. Doesn't matter if you never text back again. When I get everything I want from you, I'll never stop thinking about you. And that is what you're really doing it for, I think. That's what you're willing to put yourself through all of this trouble and tribulation for. So that you know somebody out there can't stop 
thinking about you. The way you feel, the way you taste, the way you moan, the way you look. And they know things about you that no other lover will because they caught you in a place in time, because they were your first and it surprised you, because, because, because. I think that's why you are here enduring every little bit of my devotion. Does it feel like devotion when I treat you this close, when I get this intense, when I make you feel like you're all mine? Does it feel like devotion? Because it is. And there's only one currency to pay me back with. Mm. It's doing exactly as I say. Now step into the water. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. I'll step in myself to show you. I'm right here with you and I can do this all day long. It's pleasant. The water isn't as hot as if I were bathing alone. I did that for you and your precious little pussy. I want to hurt it. I'm going to hurt it. But not that way. Don't hurt a pussy any way you can't kiss it better is a pretty good rule to follow, don't you think? Step into the water and descend. Come down with me. It's nice. I love feeling the water flow up inside me. and I don't even have all the equipment that you do. I feel it has to feel better inside you over me. <laughs> We're not making a commercial for chocolate here. What does that mean? It means don't you dare sit on the other side of the tub. It means turn your back to me and come between my legs, just like I said you'd be, little rubber ducky. Oh, you're so trying to pretend to be turned off by that, but your little snarks, your little giggles, they don't dissuade me. It's a toy, and it's silly, and it's fun, and it's cute. And you will rub your fucking clit sometime in the future, thinking about this, thinking about me, thinking about calling you rubber ducky, and sliding my hands on either side of your navel. There. Right there. What am I going to do with you? Huh? I asked you a question. I asked you, what am I going to do with you? The answer is, whatever you want. Eventually. Eventually. Because right now, moving my fingers into your neck, the sides of it, pressing into your skin and rolling in small circles. I want to melt the stress away. I want to melt all the stress away, the stress from today, and the stress from agreeing to be my limp little sex toy. <laughs> Even though it's fun, that doesn't mean there's not tension. 
and I want to take the tension right out of you with my hands. Don't worry. I'll be giving you more. I'll be giving you many, many more things to feel tense about. Well, at least one big thing to feel tense about. Uh-huh. Mm, it's so gauche, isn't it? You're not supposed to say it these days, but I don't have any problem with it. I like that your wet lips are sliding up and down the outside of my fat dick. Mm. And I like how easy it's going to be to slide it right into you. I like it. In the water, it's especially nice. I don't have to lubricate you. I don't have to play nice at all. I can just fuck you up. Just like I'm tugging on your cute little nipples here, facing away from your body, pulling away from both of our chests, tweak, 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 and release. Just like I get to cut them and feel them and let them drop into the water. God, I fucking love how your boobs bounce. <laughs> You're so self-conscious of them and they're so much fun. And I promise anybody who got to play with them would think exactly the same. Mm. Right there. Don't you understand? Right as you're writhing against me. That's perfect. You are perfect. Mm -hmm. You don't have to try too hard to be a perfect little rubber ducky. You don't have to try too hard to be my perfect little sex toy. You just have to be. Let it come over you in the moment. And I'll love it. Were you nervous about your body, even after everything I've said and done to show you that I wanted you like this? You shouldn't be. You should trust someone when they show you who they are and who I am is into you. Right there. Right there. Right fucking there. tense. I love the way you buck up and down and move your lips over my dick. You know, once I get inside you, it's going to be easy, don't you? The temptation, even though I'm instructing you, even though I'm telling you at any time, you could just slide that pussy right down my dick. And then what would I do? I'd lose my mind. We both know it. We both know how into you I am and how into you I want to be. So, why aren't you? Huh? Is it because I haven't asked? Is it because you're trying? Even as I molest you? Even as I drive you insane and touch your body? Is the water rushing over your blood now? I love that so much. After a while in the warm water, you start to... Feel your skin on its upper levels. Feel your blood deep inside you and the contrast in between. I love it when my blood gets hot. How about you? I love it when my blood gets hot. How about you? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's not the only thing that's hot, is it? Is it, Rubber Ducky? Face 
forward. Don't look back. The voice, my body, my attention to you, that's all you need. You can kiss me later if you've been a very, very good toy. I'll let you do it. I'll let you kiss me for as long as you want. I mean it. Let you straddle my lap, hands on your ass, and we'll make out in nothing else until you break the kiss. I'll give it to you. But for me to be your fungal toy, first you have to be mine. Do you like it when I stroke your wet hair? Do you like it when I stroke your neck? Do you like it when I play with you from goddamn behind? You better. You better. You better, goddamn you. You fucking better. You hear me? Uh-uh. I don't think you're getting off on this enough. No, I don't. Don't you fucking play with me. Don't you use a light and easy voice. I said I don't think you're getting off on this, and you need to, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You look what you did to that. You look what you did to that. That's not a good little toy. That's not being obedient. Look what you did to my dick. Look what you did to it. That's terrible. That is goddamn awful. You made it so big and hard. Now you have to make it soft again. Don't you understand? As I grab the base of it and I pat it against you, don't you understand? This is your fault. You're a dirty, dirty little toy. You have to make this right, don't you? Don't you? Don't make me put a hair in your wet fucking hand and pull it like a piece of cloth. Don't make me toss you around. Uh-uh. If I push you out of this goddamn bathtub, you'll get bruises, you'll hurt, you'll whine, and I'll fuck you the same. You hear me? Your ass and hips over one side of the porcelain, me on the other. I'll fuck you until you lose goddamn consciousness, you hear me? It won't even be hard for me. It won't even be difficult. I will mess you up. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. You just take that. You just take it right there. You take my dick into your slit and you push it down. Don't you? Don't you fire it. Uh-uh. Face away. My hand slipping beneath the waterline and grabbing you by your hips to make you rock back and forth. Back and forth. Just like that. Just like that. Yes, indeed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The water... My strength allows you to really rock those hips. Take advantage. Take advantage. You can feel how hard I am for you, can't you? Can't you? You know, I'm not going to last long for you. Not very long at all. You're really going to have to milk this. You're really going to have to milk this. Yes, you goddamn are. Uh-huh. You're going to have to get off from just what I've turned on. Mm, penetration so minimal. Am I even going to bring my fingers to your clit? I know it will drive you nuts, but I'm hoping the water will do it. I'm hoping the in and out vortex from you pumping your hips facing away is enough to stroke and satisfy. God, I'm so curious what that water feels like going inside you. The water that my dick help pushes deep inside you. The flow, the vortex, all of it. Does it feel as good as I think? I think it must. The way that you're pushing up and down on me. The way that you're getting me just a little bit closer. You really are a dirty little toy for this, aren't you? You really would do anything for a man who could get you here and make you feel like this. You don't even need it, do you? Not for very long. The penetration, 
Mm -mm. The tick, the touch, you just need the man to understand and get you there. It's the receptiveness, isn't it? And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to find what brings it out of you, this delicious little slut that you keep buried. And I'm going to drag her to the surface over and over and over again. You hear me? I'm going to drag her to the surface until she can't help but live there. I'm going to fuck her back into the ground. I'm going to fuck you until you don't know which way is up or down. And the only reason you're keeping your neck up right now is because you will fucking drown in the water if you don't. You think I won't? You think I need it? You think I need to use some scary voice and gnash my teeth? I will grab your sweet little hair with both of my hands. I will shove you into a wall or a mattress or the couch or anywhere I want. I will slap your slit from behind as I bend you over and I will shove myself in. You are my toy everywhere. Everywhere we go and no matter what I say or do, the game is always on. The objective is always the same. You do what I want. You make me feel as good as you can and you say thank you every single time. Which amount of times? Every single time. Every time I make you come, you say thank you. Every time I drive you insane, you say thank you. Every time I call your name, you say sir from the other room. Every time I ask you what you're thinking, you give me a report. Even if you have to steady yourself to do so, you keep nothing from me. Not this body, not your secrets, not your mind. Nothing, 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 nothing. Yes, you will. You're right there. Yes, you will. You're right there. Yes, you can. Yes, you will. Yes, you can. Yes, you will. You're going to come for me. You're going to come for me. You're going to come for me right now and make me fucking come. Yes, you will. Come, come, come. Come for me and make me come. There's only one way to make this happen. And I have inside you. The hammer inside you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Move it up and down. Move it up and down. Come on. The water is easy enough for you to push it out of. The water is easy enough for you to push it out of. I know you can. I know you can. I know you can. Yes. 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 Come on. Come on. Yes. 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 Come on. Move those fucking hips. Keep that pussy tight. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you fucking can. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Yes. 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 Make me fucking come. Make me fucking come. Make me fucking come. Say yes, sir. Say yes, sir. As you fucking make me come. Don't you dare. Move those fucking hips up and down. Right now. Right now. Right now. Yes. 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 Who's a slut for me? Who's a slut for me? Just for me. Just for me. Just for me. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. 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 <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Yes, yes, yes. Who's my little slut? Who's my perfect little slut? Who's my perfect little slut? Yes, you are, 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 yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> Inside your pussy. <sighs> Knowing that the water and the heat and doing all the work 
knowing that the extra weight and gravity of the water are going to pull you to me. Ah, feeling your wet hair against my chest. Ooh. You really are. You really are the most delicious little slut just for me and everything I put you through. But I meant everything I said about hurting you. <sighs> I meant everything I said about this being one of the gentler forms of domination and what you're going to give up to me. So now it's just a question of how hard I'm going to have to push you to get it. And here's hoping that you enjoyed that piece. Did you get all clean? Did you splish splash and take a bath? It's time for questions. You've got questions. I might have answers. It really does seem to depend, now doesn't it? <laughs> Let's find out. First question this week comes from Julie. Hi, Jack. Hello. It's Julie Kay. Hi. Hope you're doing well. It's been a while since I've asked any questions. It has. And I have two for you tonight. Okay. So All right. question. Do you have any pet peeves? <laughs> now, I know we all have pet peeves. <sighs> Do I have any pet peeves? Let me, let me let her finish her question. So just share one with us. Okay. All right. So that's it. Ah, I was hoping for a little bit more time to vamp. Okay. Do I have anything that really annoys me? Uh, I've talked about how much, like, wet socks are just the worst. Like, if I have a sock on and then I step in something liquid, oh, man. That's the worst. You have to change socks every time. There's no, there's no going back. Unless you're just stuck in perpetual wetness, you have to change socks. It's awful. Uh, the one thing that I can't seem to get right uh, is pouring the right amount of nut milk into my smoothie in the morning. I I pour some, and then I put my oats and my chia seeds in, and then I pour some more. And every day, I think, today is the day I'm going to hit the line, or today is the day I'm going to go a little bit under the line. No. Every time, I overpour. And I, like, really focus on it, too. It's gotten to the point where I'm thinking about measuring things out ahead of time, which is insane. Because it's oats and chia seed. I say have all of them that you fucking want. All right. <laughs> that, that was a little too strong of a reaction, but you did ask for a pet peeve, so I got hot. Next question. Second question. Okay. One of the reasons all us ladies are following you is because of your sexy voice. Uh-oh. Is there a female voice that makes you say, I could listen to her read the phone book <laughs> if there were still phone books around? <laughs> Jack. Thank you so much, Julie Kay, my sound lover. Long, long, long time fan. Thank you so much, darling. All the support, all the questions, everything over the years means a lot to me to hear from you. Uh, really shows that I'm coming out of this depressive episode and people are, are happy and the little uh, springtime critters are, are returning. And it does make me, it does, it does give me a sense of gratification. So thank you to everybody who's new fan and a long time fan coming back. It really, it really does mean a lot. Um, Mm -mm -mm -mm. The one female voice that I'm just really glad, The Expanse just got uh, canceled again, but the main female character of The Expanse, I've always loved her voice, 
and I once fell asleep on a couch with a with a with a hot girlfriend who was kind of hot to trot because of her voice. I think it was in this movie that nobody, I don't think anybody really saw, uh, called American Dreams. It was making fun of American Idol. Uh, American Dreams with a Z on the end because it's such an early 2000s piece of shit kind of movie. Maybe it's mid-2000s. It's back when reality television started and everyone's all like, well, that's kind of a funny thing. But then it just kept going and going and going and now people are slaves to, like, the Kardashians. It's weird. Uh, yeah, she was she was in a movie called American Dreams. She's, she's a mom and she just talks and there's something about her voice I just want to, like, curl up like a cat, like curl up inside her voice and fall asleep. All right. There's, it's, I think she just says goodbye and then it's time for Allie. And we'll hear from you soon. <clears throat> okay. Bye. Bye. And now Allie. Hi there, Jack. I'm here with some questions for the podcast this week. Okay. From Shoki, are you interested in cosplay at all? <laughs> I would be, but I'm, I'm more interested in being lazy. Do I think people who dress up and especially people who make their own drafting and like their own, you know, they're not just uh, playing somebody else's character, but they really make their own and they get into it. I think that shit's awesome. I really do. I, I, I like it so much. I had a, uh, I had a girlfriend who was super, super into uh, Eyes of the World. That's not what it's called. It's called uh, Wheel of Time. That's what it's called. Uh, and she wanted to dress up like one of the fucking ranger people. I could never get into that series. She was into that, and uh, that was that was a fun series of things. And she's like, you should do it too. I was like, yes, I should. And then I never did. And I probably am not going to. <laughs> From Alice. Okay. Hi, Jack. It's Alice. Hello. I have two questions for you today. Okay, Alice. Number one. How are you doing? Ha ha ha! Ah, well, so, well, uh, yeah, and, but you can't forget the, uh, on, uh, you know, and then interspersed with that is the ha. And then there's a little bit of ha, uh, just, you know, it's a song of that coming in from behind. So there you go. Uh, all jokes aside, Life is really very complicated right now, and I'm giving myself passing grades. Usually more than just passing. Um, I'm, I'm trying to stay centered on myself and what I can focus on and, and how I can live my life uh, to the best of my ability. And uh, I have to admit, there's a lot of outside distraction and noise. But... It's it's been nice. I've been getting back into single player gaming and really enjoying that. I've been unplugging. Uh, you know, you can't not read the news to some degree with everything going on. But I'm very proud of my news discipline. Uh, and I have to say, besides that, I am not feeling anxious or worried. There's a, it's it's one of those periods again where I'm like, you know, if I'm the person who's not screaming that this is the end, then that means everybody's screaming that this is the end. Is you know they need to they need they need a chill pill. <laughs> so I'm doing well, Alice. I hope you're doing well as well. And number two, what is the most important thing or things? You've learned when it comes to self-care and mental health. Ooh. Take care. Wow. All right. Thank you. 
uh, Alice for those questions. The number one thing that I would say is, is that sleep is not the enemy and everybody sleeps differently. There are so many studies that disagree about sleeping. Should you have a fixed routine that's really hardcore? Should you only sleep during certain hours? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, but it does seem like there, there is a consensus in recent years going towards uh if you feel well-rested, that's good sleep. Sleep like that. Don't worry too much about too many things. If you feel well-rested after you sleep, then that's good. If you don't, fix it. It's one-third of your life, and it washes your brain out. Your brain gets washed out of all the nasty little chemicals and everything that built up over the course of the day. You don't get your full amount of sleep. You don't wash your brain. Now, how are you going to wash your face and your hands and all that other stuff and not wash your brain? Doesn't make any sense. Some questions from Elena. You once said you've tried to quit writing over the years. <laughs> oh, I've tried to quit writing way more than once, Elena. Uh, it's a bad habit, and unless you can make money at it, it's just... It's kind of life-ruining. People... People... Glorify any hobby way too much, obviously, but there is something about writers that are just miserable. Uh, it's hard to enjoy other writing when you're writing sometimes, but I have to say, older, more mature, and uh, having having been <laughs> in the race for so long now, uh, a lot of that has faded away. And uh, uh, there's still certain things that I have to restrict myself from if I'm writing, writing, writing up a... Uh, a storm like I still can't read other people's writing if I'm writing something actively uh, and like really pushing on it because words infect words. I don't know how else to put it. The flow and the tempo it stops. I start. To, I I don't know what's going on because I'm not exactly brainwashable or or exceedingly gullible. Uh, at least I hope not. <laughs> if you're cynical and gullible, that just sucks. Um, but <laughs> just, just trying to, oh, it's so hard to explain. Uh, writing feels wonderful when it's done. Writing when you're doing it is one of the most arduous things I've ever done. I've never had a kidney stone. But I sometimes wonder, like, if I could just have a kidney stone instead of a, you know, like the writing process, right? Like, if I could just pass a, a narrative through my urethra, would, you know, jagged and sharp and painful and everything, would that be less painful than what I'm trying to do right now? Probably. Probably. And yet, it's a really good story, so I'm not giving up. So, uh, that's, that's, why, that's why I tried to quit writing. Why does it keep coming back? Uh, I, th I think it's innate. I think from a very young age that I just wanted to tell stories. And uh, once I think I've got a pretty good one to tell, I want to get it out. And no matter how much it's hurt me, I return. And are you ticklish? No. And some anonymous questions. Boy, that was an easy one. Thank you, Elena. Something that people assume about you that drives you a little crazy. Uh, I don't think anybody assumes anything about me anymore. Does anybody even know who I am? 
Uh, I don't, I, no, I don't, I'm really thinking, like, is there any assumption that people make? No, that be, like, you, you think about me? Really? I don't, sometimes I don't even think about me. In your opinion, what's the cutest animal and what's the ugliest animal? What? Uh, what's an ugly animal? Like, they're, they're just as God made them, every animal. It's probably going to be like some sea slug or something, you know? It's gonna. It's it's definitely gonna be in the water. It's it's gonna not be a hundred percent solid. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I bet we haven't found either either currently alive or I guess we'll never find it in the fossil record. I bet there was an ugly fucking jellyfish. Jellyfish are pretty cute. I like seeing them in video games a lot. So other people must as well because they're always putting them in. Uh. I like jellyfish. They're pretty cute. And even the big scary ones like Man of Wars are pretty cute. You know, looking. So, I bet there's an ugly jellyfish. What do I think is the cutest animal? Mrs. Kitty. If you lived to a hundred, yes. would you rather keep the body or the mind of yourself as you are now? Both! Until you were a hundred. Sorry, baby. You, you, you got it. It's both. If you, you gotta, you gotta age. Uh, both correctly the whole the whole way through. You don't just get one or the other. You gotta, you wanna you wanna make it to the Century Club. You gotta, you gotta work for that shit. You gotta drink them chia seeds, baby. You gotta you gotta do them crossword puzzles. You gotta keep that mind active as well. Uh, if you only get one, you're supposed to have the mind. I read a series of uh, uh, interviews, I guess I should say, or accounts. Uh, written in the 1800s, obviously. Uh, this is some time ago that I read this. Uh, it was it was six accounts of six men who lived to the age of 100. And uh, so they were born um, before Independence Day, before 1776. Uh, and this was taking place, I want to say, in 1870, these interviews. It was coming up on a century... But the interviewer was very, very interested in talking to the six of them about, um, you know, how, how do you think America's changed? Because, you know, first it wasn't a country. First we were British when you were born. And then one day everyone says you're an American now. And now we just had a big civil war. So what are your thoughts, six, six men that I can find who are over the age of, of 100? And uh, I, I knew this going into it because there's a note. It's an old book, you know. People have studied it, and scholars have looked at it for over 150 years. <laughs> they've plumbed it pretty good. Uh, they've plumbed it steps pretty well. So it, the note that you get going into it from the scholars is, eh, you pretty much just need to read the first two interviews. And it's true. If you try and read the last three especially, um, there's a real cognitive drop-off between the first guy and the fourth guy, and then the, also the fourth guy and the sixth. Like, there's real... It's once, once the plateau drops off, it drops off hard, baby. And uh, I think about the first guy a lot because the very first thing that they talk about is his exercise. And they don't, like, you know, interview about it. It's the 1800s. They're not like, so what do you do to stay so fit? Like, that's not how they talk. That's not how they thought about things at all. If they just happen to, like, hey, how's it going? You know, and he's, you know, an 1800s talk. And, he, and the dude's all like, doing pretty good. You know, again, he's like 106. And it's like, so what'd you do today? The interviewer's all like, oh, I went walking. What, what else are you going to do on a hot day but walk? 
Oh, how far did you walk, said the interviewer. Five miles or so. Yeah, he's a hundred fucking years old. He's walking fucking five miles on a hot day because he's bored. And I just think, like, that's it. That's who you have to be. And the guy's thoughts about America and Americans and what it meant to be a country and the wars and all that, pretty interesting. So he was sharp. He was he was cognizant the whole way through, even though he was just kind of a out-of-the-way... I believe he was a farmer. I mean, everybody was a farmer back then. But I believe he was a farmer. So you got to have both. So that's 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 the goal, is to get to 106 and still be talking mad shit. Just mad shit. Just be huge with giant shoulders and a giant old wizened head. What's the strangest <laughs> way you've become friends with someone? I started releasing porn on the internet and then somebody just kept DMing me and DMing me and DMing me and eventually we started talking about shit. She started being pretty cool. And her name was Allie. Do you have a favorite smell? <laughs> I gotta say, um, smells are very different, just like taste is very different over the last couple of years. Uh, so no, I don't, but I do enjoy a number of smells a lot. Not to bum everybody out, but smells and sense of memory and time are pretty well interlinked. Uh, that is to say, a smell is more likely to transport you back to a memory in your childhood than anything else. And I did not have a lot of fun back there. So smell, smelling things and getting nostalgia doesn't hit the same way for me. Is it like everyone's like, oh, don't you want to remember? It's like, no, no. I am grateful for every last bit of ba the, basically the first 17 years of my life that I can't remember. It was all pretty awful. So smells these days are wonderful in my kitchen. And I, I mean, I, I, I make uh, shallot-infused olive oil pretty much every week because it's only good for a week. Uh, you can freeze it, but I'm not at that stage yet. So I, you know, just one day of the week or so, uh, or whenever I'm out, I'll just make some. And the way that you make it is you just lightly, lightly heat olive oil. Uh, I actually have a brand that I like now. I buy it every time it's on sale, Star Olive Oil. Very, very, very delicious. Something about it hits my palate quite well. I, I like how smooth and creamy it is. Uh, it's a little bit extra, but I'm happy to pay it since, fuck me, it's so much cheaper than eating out. Uh, but you, you just basically lightly, lightly heat the olive oil, and then you put the shallots in. Uh, and you leave them in for about two hours, and then you take the shallots out. Uh, that's how you infuse with garlic or onion or anything else. I just do shallot because I think they taste as good as garlic and onions and even better. Uh, so I, I, I put them in, and uh, I gotta say, when I make that, when I smell that, that's pretty amazing. Uh, just because everybody's always so curious, Mrs. Kitty has now become ham-mad. I, I have now ham-corrupted not just dogs, but also a cat. I don't give her human food, but she does get a little bit of the ham. Whenever I make a ham now, all of a sudden I can see her little pink nose just appearing around corners and stalking me because she knows soon, soon there will be ham. Would you rather live life full-time in an RV ah. or full-time on a sailboat? Wow. Oof. Are you trying to exile me? <laughs> Is this a hint? Uh, RV, because if my RV crashes, I'm not going to die. Probably. <laughs> Somebody else might, depending on what I crash into. 
but I'm not. And if it happens with What's a oh oh shit, and, and if that and if it happens at a boat, uh oh. Okay, let's see if I can make out the question. Here we go. Favorite band name, not necessarily your favorite band, but your favorite band name. Woof. All right, Thanks. that's the final question. So thank you very much, Allie, and thank you all the girls and Julie K who sent in questions anonymously. Uh, band name. You know, it is one of my favorite jokes that drives people fucking nuts is when I go, oh, that was my band name in college. Whenever somebody says something just really eccentric or out there, you know, like like the humdinger tentacles. It's like, oh, that was my band name in college. Uh, it's just fun. I don't know why. Doesn't Nobody else enjoys it, but I sure do. What is the best band name? Uh, I pretty much only checked them out because they were called TV on the radio. I thought, that's pretty clever. Uh, oh, I know, I don't like them at all because they're not my kind of music, not because they're not talented, but there was a group of musicians that would take, um, take two different songs and two different artists, usually of different genres, and mash them together in the mid-2000s. So they would lift a bunch of tunes, they would lift a bunch of samples, they would lift a bunch of backbeats, and then they would mash them together uh, real cleverly, and they called themselves the Kleptones. The Kleptones. Come on! Come on! That's pretty good. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. That was week number eight of 2022. Is the entire world falling apart? Do you think it is? Yeah. I don't blame you either. It kind of does feel that way. But I'm having a good time. And everything I said about trying to take care of myself, I meant it. And I hope that you are doing something good for you as well. And just listening to the podcast doesn't count. You have to do more. Yeah? Okay. Take care of yourself. Keep sending in those questions. Keep sending in those requests. And I will see you next week. Have a great rest of your week ahead of you. Bye.